0: Welcome to Soul Rewind, that show where we rewind better call Saul and tell you what happened. I'm Indeed.
1: Jimmy. I'm Simon.
0: And yeah. uh, this is season six,
1: episode ten. Nippy. Oh, Nippy. Oh, Interesting. It should be called Nippy. Oh, you know, I know it's named after the dog, but actually, this is a very, very this is a very, very naughty episode. I'm not sure if you noticed all the grabbing that was going on. Oh, I didn't. know. I didn't notice. Lots of grabbing going on. Um... Uh, Jimmy's Jimmy's grabbing things all the place. he's a very naughty boy he grabs a knob he yeah. grabs uh, some buns an actual <laughs> knob or <laughs> I'll leave it to your imagination, he grabs some buns he grabs a box and he even grabs someone's ring
0: yes, okay yeah.
1: Mm. so yeah um, anyway, speaking about the grabbing uh, um, I actually grabbed a cinnamon bun last weekend from Cinnabon no, actually, it was from Cobb's Bakery. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned them before on the show. Uh, but anyway, now I want to go from Cobb's to Webb's. Right. Get it? Cobb's to Cobb Webb's. Webb. Yes. And a big coincidence from last week's show that we um, totally forgot. I totally didn't even notice until after the fact. Um, do you recall? Was it last week? Uh, I think it was last week or the week before with the James Webb Telescope. Um, gave us those spectacular images of space. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, see, see, during the show, the last episode, there was all this staring into space going on. There was so much of it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, while last week we had the pictures from the James Webb Telescope, which is literally staring into space. Yeah. And now we're all staring into space looking at those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, nothing's more old fashioned than the origin of the universe. Except maybe this week's episode of Better Call Saul. I know. Oh my goodness, wasn't it
0: old-fashioned indeed? Like we got a <laughs> flash forward all the way to Gene and his present life, but it just felt like it was—it was a flashback,
1: didn't it? It did. Yeah, ancient history. So there were lo- lots and lots of things in it that that put um, us made us want to feel back in time. Yeah. But spe- but I did notice at least two call outs to Back to the Future. Yes, okay. I'll mention them uh during the show. Oh, that sounds exciting.
0: We haven't had a mm-hmm. Back to the Future Lincoln, and Saul, have we? In a while. It's uh been a I while, thought the for sure. Yeah, the,
1: um, the skateboarders in the first uh oh, couple yes, of episodes hiding right. on behind the bus or the car, yeah, was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. That was a definite flash to back to the future, but there's been a lot of play with time and going back and forth and flashbacks. It's very that's the sort of the back-to-futury effect, seeing things as they were in the past and as they're going to be in the future.
0: Yeah, that's right. I also thought we had a bit of return to number play. Like, I haven't figured out oh, what yeah. any of the numbers means mean, but there is just so much number play in this episode. Our attention is, is drawn to numbers deliberately so many times. Yeah, that's um, right. I'm fascinated to kind of find out what it's all about, you know. Yeah. Um, generally, I was a wee bit underwhelmed with this episode. It didn't really... <laughs> like, I didn't really... I just don't really get it, you know? But maybe there's I mean, this huge, big moment coming up for the show that we're just not aware of, and this is part of the setup for that.
1: Yeah, well, I thought, that that's how I felt after my first watch. It was like, what is this? You know, it's like, we've had another scam. Jimmy runs yeah. another scam. That's where we are now.
0: I know, that's, that's the thing. That's all it was. Yeah, and, it was a bit know, of fun. It was a bit of fun. We had a few laughs. There was a pretty good scam, and that was it. You know, I just didn't. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing groundbreaking here.
1: No, there isn't. Um, I liked how it was shot. I liked the black and white Um, yeah, shooting. I, did, I thought it was fairly, it seemed like very high contrast. And um, it did have a sort of a beauty to it. Like I thought I could go back and watch this episode just for the appearance yes. of it. Yes.
0: Yeah, for sure. A very different yeah. feel.
1: Yeah. And I also thought that if this episode had just been situated anywhere else in the series, we would have thought, oh, another decent episode of Better Call Saul. Yeah. But because it's here,
0: it we're right worth, at the end. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're like, what are we doing now? You know, like, that's it.
0: That's <laughs> it. And I guess it's like right at the end of the episode, we saw Jimmy happy in his new life as Gene. Like, he was the happiest we've ever seen him, I think, in the last um, little uh, scene of him at Cinnabon. But even then, yeah. it's like, is that the ending? Is that all we're gonna get from from Jimmy in 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 Omaha, or is there something else coming?
1: You know, Ach, it's weird, isn't it? It's like weird. It is weird. I mean, yeah, because like we've flashed ahead to Omaha, and now apparently because Walter and Jesse are in it, we have to now go back go back again. Yeah, um, to not the current back to, timeline. Exactly, not back to Saul timeline, but back to the Breaking Bad timeline or something. That's it. And we've left behind both the future and. The original show now. I just
0: wonder um, where now. we're gonna meet Jesse and um, Jesse and Walt because the, the Better Call Saul Jimmy McGill didn't join Breaking Bad until like the third season. I think it was. Wasn't so, it the second season? I think. Well, it might be the second season, but there is a bit of crossover. Then there could be a bit oh, of crossover in time. timeline mm-hmm. So we've already oh, yeah. had a season or two of Better Call Saul before of um sorry a season or two of um. Breaking Bad before Jimmy's in it, so Walt and Jesse have already developed his characters So it'll be interesting to see how that introduction happens. Um, yeah, like we see how Walt meets um Jimmy in Breaking Bad. So is that all it's going to be? Like, are they just going to remake those scenes with a bit more depth or a bit more context? Or are they just going to meet in passing? Like, how's it gonna? How's that story going to shape up? And is that a storyline that's going to end the the Better Call Saul universe?
1: Well, maybe we're maybe we're just going to see some chance encounters in the first season of what would have been yeah. Bad. It's really hard to say. I know it's like um, it's interesting. Well, that's the one thing that we can be sure
0: of is that there's plot twists around every corner that you just can't you can't even imagine with Better Call Saul. So, I just maybe the, he flashes yeah. back to it or something. Yeah, that could be it. That
1: could be. Yeah, it. his life anyway. flashes before his eyes, and we get a few, <laughs> a few, a few frames of uh, yeah, Breaking
0: Bad. Well, let's let's get stuck in then. So this yeah, was a it. full episode of Flash Forward. A full episode. What a treat where we joined um where we joined Jimmy, aka Jean in Omaha. Um we opened the show with Carol Burnett, who's playing Marion, um, and she's in her mobility scooter, um, exploring the supermarket and stuff um she doesn't want any help she's a very strong force of nature we get that impression right from the start that she's a force of nature not to be reckoned with um Carol burnett of course is famous because she was the first woman ever to host a tv variety show which is a really nice little a really nice little piece of trivia yeah Um, i didn't know that and we join her just in the supermarket. As she's browsing the aisles. Get a nice little interaction at the deli counter, and where the cheese that she tastes is named after the writer and and producer of the episode, Tom Schnoz. So it was it was oh. spot, Schnoz cheddar or something on the packet. Um, which oh, is a nice little Easter egg. And um, then we join her and Jimmy as
1: as Jimmy's setting up a scam. Right. Um. Yeah, the grabbing starts right away here. The very first shot is uh is uh Marian's grabber as she reaches for a can of uh, something. Yes, that's uh, right. I don't know, condensed milk, I think. Carnation, 40 very calories good. per serving. Um <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, she spits out the uh the, the cheddar. The guy hands her um there's all sorts of handling of things. It happens so much in the episode. It's important. It's impossible to point it out all the time. Yeah. Um, but she gets the meat from the guy behind the counter. And she says the cheddar's, he says the cheddar's sharp. She spits it out.
0: It's interesting that we've returned to this. That we've returned to people eating so people eating has been a a common theme and it's featured again in this episode especially later in the episode but this is the first time where she eats the cheese and spits it back out again a cheese (laughs) named after the writer and the producer of the episode is that like a hint that um, that there's something's going to come up that will cause us to reject the 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 stunts that they've taken or the style that they've adopted here. Like she's rejecting the writer's cheese. Um, that's interesting. Maybe maybe there's yeah, a good bit good symbolism there. That
1: <laughs> or just yeah, don't do anything cheesy. You know, we don't. We're going to spit out the cheese.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, that she's actually spitting out the cheese, and that did happen here. We had Jimmy's Jimmy running a really great scam with these two guys. But it, it wasn't the flashy, cheesy, Jimmy, that we often see that's in true. these setups. Yeah, so that true. could be it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, interesting, really interesting, good.
1: yeah. Good tick. Um, go ahead, Yeah. Then. Yeah, no, Um. just the... Uh... Then uh, of course, then she's on her way home in her little, um, her little, her little buggy, and she gets stuck on the ice. We get this lovely shot of her driving along slowly, um, and just the white snow everywhere is very atmospheric. Yeah. I really liked the atmosphere that that created for the episode. Yeah, and, it was really um, nice. Yeah, and uh, and nice. Yeah, and then
0: well paced. Like that's the typical, um, Better Call Saul pacing where you get these slow shots, um, right? That develop over a few seconds. Um, of course, she gets stuck in the ice right where Jimmy has planned for her to, to be able to see his poster and see him stapling up some um, posters for his dog Nippy, which has gone missing. Yep. Um And we get the second, the second um, time our attention is drawn to numbers here with the phone number on the poster itself. Again, I don't know what any of the number play means. And um, the first time was at the cheese counter, where she tells the the man at the cheese counter that she doesn't want one of that one and a half. Like he he made a mistake last time and overshot how much ham he was giving her, so she got one right. and a half pounds instead of one and a quarter. And then here, where we've got an, our attention drawn to a number on a a phone number on a a the
1: dog poster. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, this reminds me of something just in the spur of the moment, I think it was in the news this week or last week, or maybe it was an old thing I found. I don't know. But um, it was this woman. Um, she thought it'd be funny for some reason to put a wanted or, or a pet found poster up around the place where it wasn't actually a dog. It was a possum. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what happened. So she put these posters up all over the place on trees. And then she she's she just saying, like, she got all this nasty bullshit feedback from people, like, oh, that right. is a possum, you stupid. And all this here, oh, and, and other people were like, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but your pet is a possum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she was
1: blown away at the, the extent of the feedback that she got from people. From oh my
0: God. That's so <laughs> funny. Total clickbait.
1: You know, something else you should watch, actually, um, which also reminds me, just because um, William Shatner played the possum in Over the Hedge.
0: Yes, that's um, right. Great he character.
1: A, he had an interview on um, uh, CBC, I, I think, <clears throat> I don't know which podcast it was, but um, yeah, because he's turned 90, apparently, and he's got a new movie coming out and a new album and stuff. And Isn't that he, crazy that, yeah. that
0: William Shatner's 90? I know. Makes me feel so old.
1: I know. It fills <laughs> you with dread. Anyway, yeah. So possums it's been a week for it. Wow, very good.
0: So where did we get
1: to? He was um, sticking up the posters. The posters,
0: and he um has deliberately gotten her stuck in the snow, and then sabotages her her mobility scooter whenever he goes to help her out of the ice, and um, sabotages yeah. the mobility scooter so she can no longer make her way home on her own, and he has to go with her, and um, which is where we realize that um that she is actually the mother, Marion is the mother of the cab driver who's recognized Gene and is is there's a danger of him outing Gene as Jimmy and getting him into all kinds of whole water. Um, yeah, no. Jeffy, is... that was his name. Sorry, I forgot his name there for a Jeffy. second. Jeffy, the cab driver.
1: Yeah, so this is a new a new actor for the same guy who took Jimmy aside in the mall and said, come on, do better, yeah. call Saul. Um, very different type of actor too. I like this guy for this part. Yeah, I did too. I thought that compared to the last guy
0: that played the same character, the last guy was much more aggressive, even in his in how he used his face. That's and right. The way he acted with his face in the last scenes in the mall where he recognized Gene seemed a lot more intimidating and a lot more aggressive yeah. than than this guy. And I think the new the new actor I haven't looked up his name, so I'm very sorry. Oh, it's um, uh, Pat
1: Healy. Pat
0: Healy was. Um, he seemed to be much more suited to this to this style of episode. I think
1: yeah i agree um yeah for sure so um then the credits roll just before jeff comes on the scene here and um there's this weird vcr cut in
0: yeah that's right i noticed that almost like they're saying that the solo rewind is like the best show ever because they're (laughs) rewinding the vhs tape
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah I don't know what 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 purpose it could have or what symbolism it has other than yeah maybe you're saying this is them it's the end it's the end or something or yeah um it's uh just more about the old fashioned idea like there's so much old fashioned there's so many little notes in the show that make you think of the past yeah that's um, right this was definitely one um but what else it means beyond that I couldn't tell you but it then, is, it's
0: quite interesting
1: Mm. Then we're into the car, and the Albuquerque Isotopes um, is uh, dangling under the rear view mirror. Jeff pulls yeah, up. Yeah. He has a slow walk into the house as he as he hears Jimmy talking to his mom.
0: Yeah, that's it. Another moment of number play. We get a really good close-up shot of the car's license plate. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't know what all this number play means, but our attention's definitely being a drawn. Is being drawn to these numbers. So ninety-two fifty-nine B five. I think was the number eighty-five. Really um, right. on the number play if anybody if anybody's picked up on what they think that the number play is suggesting then give us a shout again Um, it may not mean anything they often throw these things into the show just to make it more visually interesting and visually right. appealing and to kind of give us a bit of um, a bit of a, uh, I guess a few things to talk about but um, yeah if you think you know what it is um, get in touch Sol rewind at gmail.com
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so yeah Gene Gene walks into
1: the house. We'll reply to you two or three weeks
0: after. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're so bad at getting back to people. Um, Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, Gene walks into the house and he immediately recognizes Jimmy, um, who's sitting at the end of the table, just looking incredibly smug with himself that he's been able to talk his way into this guy's house. Um, And he starts to retell the story of how Gene met Marion. We get the retelling of that story. Um and uh we get full on Magic Man. Yeah. This is Jimmy full on Magic Man. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's a great little scene.
1: Yeah, very um old-fashioned kitchen we're drawn into here, the house, the old wallpaper, and um... I know it is, it is, isn't it? It really does feel very old. Um yeah. again, this
0: is a flash forward. I'm not sure if we've ever had have we ever had confirmation of what time we're in in the fast forwards? Like what year, what date? Like has this uh, ever been? I'm not
1: sure. I think online I... you can find it out. I think Aye, I see, okay. but I don't know.
0: Certainly not the era that the house seemed anyway. <laughs> yes,
1: that's right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah,
0: Gene's so... staying for dinner um, and they head out into the garage and there's a, a, a a conversation about what the fuck's going on
1: right um yeah i got the feeling in the kitchen that the wallpaper would be very colorful if it wasn't in black and white or maybe it'd be faded i don't know yeah um so yeah just there in the kitchen uh, they make a comment about the he. he uh, the mom tries to get the cabbie to tell tell him if he's uh, by the time he picked up sammy hagar in his oh taxi. yes,
0: that's right and That's I looked, right, I, I forgot about that
1: And the song they reference is I Can't Drive 55 And just like he can't yeah. he, he drives so fast he can't drive Possibly drive at 55 on the highway And he's singing to the cop yeah. you know? And I watched the video actually And similar to this episode There is uh, a wanted A wanted poster stapled to a tree Of course it's not a missing pet But so you, you see the poster being stapled to the, the Wanted yeah, sign yeah. for him then there's a clipboard grabbed from someone's hand, which also happens in this episode later on. And there is a courtroom scene. So it's kind oh, of...
0: Really? It uh, echoes? It echoes yeah. the themes of the shoe. That's so funny.
1: And also, I Can't Drive at 55. 55 is surely, to me, a reference um, to Back to the Future, where they go back to 1955 in the DeLorean. And oh, Of course. We, you see, we have the same sense of being transported in time here that you get when you are in that DeLorean and you come into, he, he comes into Hill Valley for the first time. Yeah. Okay. You know?
0: Interesting. And, uh, yes. Yeah. That's so yes. funny.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure that one's deliberate and there's another one later.
0: Yeah. Um. Another little funny moment in the kitchen is when I think it's, is it Jimmy that says, "Um, don't worry, you don't have to call me dad yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> it's yeah. really funny.
1: Um. Yeah. Didn't he say to to, uh, Jeff when they were outside, he makes his pitch to Jeff. He says, I'm going to show you the game. And initially, Jeff doesn't know what he's on about. But Jimmy, he says, at one point, he says to Jeff, you know, just working the cab driver, blah, 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 living here. That's not going to that's not going to tickle your pickle.
0: Yes, I know. It's funny. Jeffy starts to kind of strong arm him and say, you know, all I have to do is pick up the phone and you're out of here. Like, what are you playing at? And uh, Jimmy starts to pitch him then, uh, you know, with this opportunity for him to get him into the game, like as in get him into the, I guess the game is like the, the, the underworld, the criminal underworld out of activity where he can make some real money. And he talks yeah. about how, um, I guess it's the seduction that lots of people feel, isn't it? That they see all these people that are incredibly wealthy and they think that they should. Get a piece of that, and exactly, yeah, yeah. So again, it's back to one of the ongoing themes of money in the show and how money and self esteem are linked, and and mm-hmm. everything else. So he's pretty much saying to Jeffy here is that you feel like shit being a cab driver, um, and and we'll get you some, we'll get you involved in these crimes. I'll I'll show you how to do it so you can work the system and get yourself some money and feel better about yourself. Yeah, um, that's right. He doesn't yeah. really get it at the start. He's like, "What game? What game?" Um and then yeah, yeah. so he's uh, he said, uh, Jimmy said the game you've been watching your whole life, um with your nose to the window and you know isn't that how some people feel that they, they have to observe other right. people in life and everything absolutely else? But, yeah so this is cutting right to the core theme of the show this scene we we get that yeah. link right back to the core message, and um, mm-hmm. and then we follow we follow Jimmy home, like mm-hmm. yeah. to his, his little one bed. Duplex or whatever it is—that's been a place of a lot of kind of
1: somber scenes when it comes to to
0: to Gene, Jimmy, and Gene. For sure,
1: yeah, it's a very bleak world. Um, he had his hands all over things in the last scene. He hands the wine to um, uh, what's her name, Marie uh Marian. He has yeah. grabs the dinner from the oven. He takes the garbage out and or he grabs it or Lots gives it wrapping. to Jeff. Or something I don't know. And uh, here he he takes the knob uh, there's a knob i think it's a it's a cupboard knob door knob or something yes and uh, then he grabs the box and then out of the box he takes the ring
0: yes that's right and this is um this is the ring from his buddy back in oh that's who it is marco I...
1: marco okay
0: it's marco's ring which is a, his original scam companion back yeah, in yeah makes, um, makes sense back in his hometown so this is him kind of slipping back into those clothes I guess without slipping into the clothes it's him re-embodying that character um, just a little bit Um, so yeah I thought that was a nice link actually that he put the ring back on it's quite a physical connection to the old Jimmy like Mm. the fact that he kept the ring and and now he's wearing it is is kind of a sign I didn't actually notice in the last scene in Cinnabon if he's still wearing the ring we should go back and check Um, but yeah, so he puts on, um, he puts on Marco's ring. We, he turns on the police scanner and again, we get some more number play and our, our attention's drawn to the conversation that is happening, um, on the police scanner. The first thing that said is 1100, no backup. And I don't know if that's symbolic of the way that Jimmy is now approaching the scam without his usual backup, which would have been Cameron, would have been like his support in Albuquerque. Um, So, yeah, again, here we get like loads of different noises. So there's a noise complaint about 50 or so teens. Um, uh, (laughs) The number 1020 is called out a couple of times. And then an right. address, 37882 Crestview. Again, all this number play is just kind That's of right. put in there to tease us. It's like, it doesn't mean yeah. anything. They don't. The numbers don't seem to be connected in any way. Yeah. Like in the previous, in season, was it season five, where we had a couple of number play episodes where all of the numbers were connected. That's um, right. These, they just don't seem to be connected to anything yet. So is right. there something coming up that that, that will link everything together? Um, who
1: knows? Yeah who knows um the old-fashioned touches this is where I thought about the old-fashioned on my second watch thought this is deliberate um and uh I think he was when he was making his little drink of whiskey there because I know it wasn't an old-fashioned cocktail but it reminded me of that the way he he squirted the lemon in I don't know if he put some sugar in there or not I don't think he did I think he just put some water and lemon but it made me think of the old-fashioned cocktail and then the way he listens to his police radio, if you forget for a minute that it's a police radio, it kind of sounds like what people used to do when they got home, turn on the radio. Yeah, that's right. You know, like people used to do way back in time. It's just like a radio playing in the house. Yeah. <laughs> that's his radio.
0: <laughs> that's you his know? background noise.
1: Yeah, he listens to the radio.
0: The police scanner. It's funny. I wonder if it's just a little reminder of how um somber his life is and how much he feels under threat and his new life as gene gene takovic that right. he's always so paranoid that he listens to the police scanner to make sure that they're not honest on the way to his place you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah right um but yeah so um from there we head back on to cinnabon back over to cinnabon we see jimmy yeah. removing some um tasty looking cinnamon buns from the oven just as he locks up and we get some really great um, shots of the geometric patterns everywhere again. So we're right back into the thick of the geometric patterns, which have always featured really heavily in, in Jimmy's existence in um, Omaha. Yeah, Squares everywhere. Yeah. Squares everywhere.
1: Yeah. So he grabs those hot, uh, delicious looking buns from the oven. Yeah. uh, He, we see his keys as well. We see keys, a few times in the episode, keys come up. Um, yes, which made me think of um, keys from ET, and uh, keys and, uh, from ET. Yeah, the man with the keys. Remember?
0: Oh, he always had the keys. Yes, that's right. Yeah,
1: and the reason why it triggered, I think, is because uh, uh, we were at uh, the rise of Gru a couple of days ago. Oh, what was that and, like? Oh, it's fantastic. I love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> the Rise of Brew. Oh yeah, Jack I'm has... a real sucker for these things. Yeah, Jack has been talking about it too. I'll have to take them. Jack really wants to go and see it.
1: Oh, you have to. You have to see it. It's fantastic. It's yeah. probably my favourite of all the Despicable Me movies. Ah, uh, okay. Um. Anyway, um. oh, and what's your face is in it from uh, Discovery? Star Trek Discovery. Um. The, uh, the other captain. Uh...
0: uh... I've uh, the, oh, the, the evil one from so good. She is so she's good. Brilliant. Yeah. She's so good. She's one of my she's favorite got, actresses.
1: Yeah, she's she's got a smaller part in this, but she's good. It's okay. it's fun. I'll anyway. Yeah, anyway, while we were at The Rise of Gru, I found out that E.T. is going to be showing in the cinema here in August.
0: No way, that's yeah, incredible. So i am got to get to see it on the
1: big screen, which I don't think that's I've ever seen.
0: That's fabulous, that's so good. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the preview so just
1: sent shivers down my spine, I can't wait. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Have we put our E.T. episode out yet? No, it's ready to post. And... We have to do it, the time so... is right.
0: I know we do. Isn't it a big anniversary? Is there a big anniversary for E.T.? I don't know.
1: It's the 40th this year, yeah? Yeah, it.
0: so we it's edited and ready to go, so that podcast channel has been set up. For those of you who don't know, who haven't listened before, we've got um, That Rewind Show, and um, it's ready to launch in a few weeks. And the first series is, the first season is um, The 80s Movies Your Kids Can't Miss. We're going to have to tidy this segment up. We're like totally uh, off topic. It's ridiculous. I've uh, uh, never been off this off topic in the middle of a shoe before. Nah, um, this is fine. Yeah. So check that out. It's going to be launched in a few weeks. We'll let you know whenever it does. Yeah, and, cool. And we're back into Better Call all Just Good. in case you'd forgotten, this is Saul Rewind. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just call out some more of the number play. So on the... On the little, as Gene is walking up, he locks up Cinnabon and he starts to walk off towards the office and he passes the clock and the time is 9.21. So this is where I think the number play, again, is starting to kind of link together. So 9.21 would be 30 if you added the two together. And in the previous scene, we had um, the dispatcher on the radio call out Two or three times the numbers 10 20 together, so 10 20, which again would be 30 if they're added together. So I don't know if the number right. 30 is significant in any way or mm. um again um if it even comes up again, but yeah, it's just interesting that it's there.
1: Well, three comes up later. Um yes, okay yeah, okay.
0: Um so he takes so, the escalator yeah. up to the security office and um he's playing with the ring as he checks their camera. Mm on the door and um one of the police officers that we saw previously or the security officers that we saw previously opens the door and um yeah jimmy starts to chat to them about how he helped to save the or they helped to save his life and he brought some cinnabons Mm -hmm. to to thank him
1: yeah um yeah and so mr um jim o'hare who plays frank you recognize jim at all Yes, he looks so familiar, but I haven't been able to put my finger on where I've seen him from, but he's he plays so familiar. Jerry. He plays Jerry in Parks and Recreation.
0: Oh, yes, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's fun in that show too. Okay, It's really weird, actually, because I think he almost has more lines in this show than in the Better Call Saul episode than he ever had in any single episode of uh, Parks and Recreation.
0: <laughs> he was so good in this episode. I thought he was a, a real treat to watch, especially... Yeah. And um, the way that he eats the cinnamon that, that Jimmy brings him. But I guess we'll get
1: to that in a minute. Yeah, um, he he invites Jimmy and he says, grab a coffee. So more with the grabbing. And then he yeah. grabs a fork and uh, we get these focus shots on his hands. There's lots of hands and grabbing and stuff, as you're saying in this episode. Yeah, um, too much to mention. And uh, then um, we see Jimmy's hand reaching down onto his watch to start timing as he's timing um how long it takes uh, Frank to eat his cinnamon bun uh, while he's got his back turned to the monitors, which is yes. a mighty strong coincidence that he happens to eat his cinnamon bun <laughs> with his back turned to the monitors. I have to
0: say, I know, just a, it's like a real, a real. A real delight that by happenstance there's just there's a table right in the middle of the room for them to sit at and talk yeah. to each other, you know.
1: Uh, yeah, and oddly large security office too, and and for a mall, yeah. do any malls really have like fifty screens or some odd shit on the walls?
0: I'd say that they, they record do. on fifty
1: cameras. And they, really? Okay, say... I don't know much about mall security then. Well, I guess when I worked at
0: Titanic, our security office had maybe. 20 or 30 screens 20 screens on the wall fancy and um, that they would sit and watch but it was tiny in comparison to that security office it was like a shoebox yeah. mean, it's that was one of the the moments where i was like what is this place because yeah. it just seemed huge yeah for you sure know, they were they walked through two or three different rooms to get to it and it was yeah. just enormous
1: yeah well they have to play a game of football in it so i suppose uh <laughs> yeah oh yeah and then this is where um, they start talking about the game and so this is like yeah the last, that's right it was like the episode where um we had that um the justice theme the judgment and the judge sitting in judgment over the people whenever we had don eladio uh c- oh, you know for right. casting his yes. judgment and then it mirrored the um the other judgment going on in the i yeah, forget i'm for expressing sure. this very poorly
0: terrible <laughs> it's awful even i'm lost
1: anyway there were two judgings in one episode before that's you see. That's right and in this episode, there's they're talking about the game and then there's this other game going on where Jimmy's introducing death.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's yeah. two
1: games. Jimmy is. has to get become an expert in one game to successfully deliver on the other game.
0: Yeah, for sure. And as they're um as they're chatting about the game, Jimmy's just kind of making it up as he goes along. You can tell that he's got um his his ex lawyer head on where he's just able to spin things and to, to kind of talk a lot of shit.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so anyway the long and short of it is he's befriending Frank and they're setting up his scam.
0: Yeah that's it so getting to know Frank um becoming familiar with him as you say and timing like the big part of this episode is timing so time plays um a big part in all of these different um scenes and our attention is drawn to time quite a lot like as jimmy approached the security office our attention was drawn to the clock on the wall okay um and in this episode or in this scene he's timing on his like little um casio he's timing how long it takes for um frank to eat up his cinnabon Casio's are the best watches, you know. I actually want one really bad. So do I. They're actually you can they brought out retro. like a retro range that you yeah, can get now. But I want it. Um, I don't think they're even that pricey anymore. I'll have to, no. have, to have a look. They were really expensive yeah. for a while if you were trying to get an original one from the '80s. Mm-hmm. But they've brought yeah. out like knockoffs that are right. um they are made by Casio, but um more That's what versions. I want. I want
1: a knockoff. I don't want any of that original shite.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah Jimmy's watching the CCTV at the same time trying to check out where the cameras are and figure out where i guess the the cameras aren't is the key thing in for him right. as part of the scam and he's timing um
1: yeah. yeah um and then we see a little is this where we get a montage no is that later
0: I think oh i don't know
1: yeah yeah this is where we get the montage and he's mem- marking the football scores he's remembering things that's um, right He's starting yeah. to do his research a little bit here. Yeah, and there's this really cool music playing. It's some kind of it's suggestive of some kind of old gangster movie music or something. It's got an ambiguous uh placement in time, you know, it's called gangster sounds. It sounds like it could be a bit later from the sixties or seventies. It's hard yeah. to place it. Um, but it's a really great um little accompaniment uh there for sure. And uh yeah. Um and the one thing I noted about Jim here was that he's taking no delight at all in this entire thing, as he walks down the hallway and you can see him in the camera towards the security office. He's got this dark, strained look on his face. He's always in this sort of um, and in, in this uh mood. You know, he's just in a permanently bleak mood. Yeah, all the time. that's right. Yeah. Um, he actually sorry. did this in Lord of the Rings, you know as well. This is a technique. It builds up towards the final smile. You see, it used to bug the shit out of me in the Lord of the Rings movies. The yeah. Frodo never smiled. Oh, well, that's he did. Right. Yeah, did smile sometimes, but he usually had this. He pained... was always so worried. Yeah, he was anxious the entire time yeah. until finally in the, the last scene, almost the last scene where he's going into the West with the elves and he's on the ship and he looks at Sam and Sam looks at him and he smiles yes. and his face completely changes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like all of it was just building up to that that moment right yeah. there, you know, purposeful. I know, and it's yeah. the same. It's exactly the
0: same in this. We have never seen a happy Gene in Omaha. We've never yeah. seen Jimmy happy in his new identity. Um, yeah. until the last scene in this episode. So I guess maybe this could be the end for Gina Omaha. We may never get it anymore. We may never get another flash forward.
1: Yeah, this
0: could. Be I it. know it's
1: uh it's sad, for
0: sure. Um. So yeah, he we get this montage of him at Cinnabon, um, and then he heads off to the isn't this where he heads off to the the department store to start scooping it out and checking where all the the expensive
1: stuff is. Or have I skipped? Yeah, over? that was that. That was all part of the um, montage, I think.
0: Yes, so that's um where he's pacing out the this pacing out
1: the counting the steps and everything
0: counting the steps looking for the expensive Armani suits deciding what he wants um Jeffy to steal basically
1: yeah yeah that's right
0: so another really it was another really nice treat in this episode that we got that montage but again it's just another montage you know it's just another montage in Better Call Saul there isn't anything special
1: that's what I thought I thought we've had better montages before is honestly what I thought (laughs) Yeah, for
0: sure. And we definitely have. And then it leads up to the point where he recreates the store's layout in some kind of abandoned fields, which just yeah. seems really extreme. And he gets Jeff- Jeffy to start running around the field as if he's rehearsing for the robbery. I know and, you don't even have to have do that.
1: You just have to have time and running back and forth and say, All right, stop, gather, turn it around, run. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can do it on a sidewalk anywhere. You know, you don't need all for that. Sure. Ideas. I mean, well, maybe I guess, he's trying to teach him the route that he has to take makes sense.
0: I think that's um, kind of it is, is the layout and where the suits are and where the jumpers are and everything else. But it just seems odd. It just
1: seems odd. It is very odd. And it was interesting, you know, Jeff was like a little rat. in me. Is there being trained. Yeah, that's Jimmy. exactly he what it is. Master training his animals
0: for sure, and Jimmy's made up this fun little rhyme that he shouts out over a loud healer. It is definitely one of the funnier moments of the show. But again, it's like, it's like they were, it's like it just kind of missed a little bit that it was like yeah. this funny gag that just didn't really land, or it just kind of landed, but not yeah. not in the way that other gags have landed, like with Jimmy at um, at Davis and Maine and you know all of the other just incredibly incredibly right. um, good gags that we've had. This yeah. just kind of felt a bit flat.
1: It definitely did. I couldn't agree more. Um, um, so, yeah. Yeah. Jeffy um, wants so to know what
0: had... what's going on. Why is he making him do all this kind of stuff? And, um, yeah. yeah, Jimmy kind of lays it out for him. Yeah. Um,
1: that I thought, that, though. you know, there's there's three guys. He gives them three minutes. He says, you've only got three minutes. And he says um, something about 72 hours. What was it? Oh, yeah, they erase the tapes every 72 hours, which is three days.
0: Yes, there you go.
1: So, yeah.
0: It is. It's interesting, the number play, like what's happening. I mean, of course, we've only got, this is the third last episode, isn't it? We have three episodes left.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. An and then, after um, this one,
0: so we're in the final three.
1: Yeah. it's uh, Maybe that's concerning. what all the
0: number play is about, is that we've got three episodes left, and that's all there is to it.
1: Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, good idea. I think that may well be it. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, um, Jeffy doesn't really seem that engaged. He's getting a bit pissed off with all the running around he has to do. Um, yeah. Jimmy has to has to really try and sell it again, and he tells the story of Walt. So this is, I guess, the first little. Um, this is the first time that he's spoken of Walt, isn't it? Like, we've never yeah. had this before. Oh, yeah. Where he talks yeah. about his broken bad life and he tells the story of Walt and about how Walt walked into his office one day and a couple of years later, he had a shitload of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just as uh, the other guy that's also there, who is never explained, we just have this random onlooker who's oh, there. Mr. Pierce. And uh, as soon as he takes interest and says, oh, I'll do it, then Jeffy is like, no, hold on a minute um but yeah so then we have um we jump from there to the store and we've got the lady in Lancaster she's walking around doing a bit of a an inspection of the store and she realizes that there's a big stain on the floor which she asks to get cleaned which yeah. is um uh quite important too later on whenever whenever poor old Jeffy knocks himself out by falling over um yeah but yeah so we we join her in the
1: store and then um She notices a little stain on the ground and she asks the other girl to say get get the floor, to get the guy to give it an extra polish. Yes, that's it.
0: Um, That's it. And then she gets called to the back of the store where a big delivery has arrived. And of course this is the the setup for the scam then. We've got this big mystery wooden box that gets delivered to the store and inside we have poor old Jeffy has been has been been locked up inside his wooden box almost coffin like (laughs) Um, yeah back to Lincoln, back to nacho and how many times we saw him in wooden boxes
1: yeah that's right um <clears throat> classic trojan horse yeah um yeah jeff's also pictured behind bars in the sense that he uh in the first scene in the kitchen he's wearing a, this weird sweater that has bars the bars that kind of go like that like uh the banisters that are weirdly on the the kitchen counter in the background and then yeah. here he, and then later, he wears this in the last part. He wears this sweater with, with bars on it that look like piano keys. And then he's uh, Jimmy also makes a comment on him. You know, looking at the world through glass, and um, and as you say here, um, he's in a coffin-like uh, structure inside. Yeah. there are multiple hints on on uh, this guy, but you know, the same with all the other hints in the past with characters. You just don't yeah, know that's what it. it's going to amount to. That's it. Yeah, we find out that um, the address is 1412 Cottonwood, uh, Dock D, and like you're saying with the numbers then, the the delivery shipment number even has its 1968A35, there's 900 pounds of Spanish mackerel, you know, it's like all these numbers flying around all over the place, why, we don't know.
0: Yeah, that's it, that's it, it's it's, a... And they're, they're just, they don't seem connected. They don't seem connected, but maybe there's one in there that's like really important and it's just on the edge of our consciousness. <laughs> could be, um, could be. But she, like the, the store manager gets all upset and she wants to speak to the guy's supervisor about this mystery package and Jimmy has to do more Magic Man selling it to her that um, that uh, the parcel or the, the, the big giant box will be collected in the morning and not that night. She wants the delivery yeah. driver just to take it away again and he's not um, having any of it. Um, yeah. and he talks her into letting her uh, he suggests that the parcel is collected at like 4am or something crazy and she said no it can stay until 10 the next day which is of course what they need because um, they need that time to go in and rob the place
1: that's right um, incidentally um, this is where she grabs the clipboard out of the delivery guy's hands
0: yes which, that's yes uh, from the that's Sammy Hagar video very grabby and then um, oh yeah and then
1: after Jimmy successfully persuades her he does his little magic hands. Yeah course. that's
0: right in the in the storeroom of um yeah. of Cinnabon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah where he almost gets uncovered so he almost gets uncovered by that's one right. of the staff and he has to kind of yeah. dig himself out of that hole too. But yeah, yeah. so after that place out um he heads off to the security booth with his bag of buns um, to chat to his good old friends Nick and Hank and um Hank sets to work. And Jimmy texts Jeffy, Hank sets to work eating his Cinnabon. He has such an odd technique of eating a cinnamon bun. It's totally crazy the way he eats it. And it's shot from above. He eats it with a knife and fork, almost like he's eating around the clock. Did you notice that? Oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, He eats it around the clock. So he starts, he cuts into the middle of the bun and eats it around as if he's eating around the clock. Really funny not funny yeah. haha really interesting yeah um, that's good yeah so um he sets to work eating a cinnamon bun Jeff Jeffy gets his text from Jimmy and he starts running around and um, the the store grabbing everything that Jimmy tells him to and is running back and forth with huge handfuls of Armani suits and different bits and pieces um until um, right at the end when he yeah. slips on that extra polished piece of floor <laughs> and knocks himself out in the middle of the store right in the middle of that camera lens and um, the frame of the shop.
1: yeah you see a part of me was like oh that's funny and yeah. another part of me was like oh i see this is what happens to yes build attention, and that's you know it. it's like oh okay
0: well, we knew that there was going to be something like there had to be something in this buildup. It wasn't just going to go off um without yeah. without anything. I thought at first that it would be that the security guy would open the door and it would be a different security team. Like, is it just coincidence that these guys are on every single night? Like, what's that all about? Yeah. Um, but no, this was it. So the guy, per he Jeff, per Slips, knocks himself out. And Jimmy has like this mild uh, panic attack. He's like, oh my God, what is it? How would you ever get yourself out of that situation where you're trying to distract the security guard from this guy who's been robbing the store and then he knocks himself out and you're literally, you're seconds from the end of this guy finishing his cinnamon bun. (laughs) And of course he fakes a mental um, health crisis and um, starts to cry about his brother and about um, how he has no parents and he's alone in this world. And in a way, this is the most emotion that Jimmy has ever shown about Hank's death. Yeah, Not Hank's mean, death. Uh, Chuck. sorry, Chuck's yeah,
1: Chuck. death. Yeah, no, that's right. He has a little pause for thought there for sure. as he uh, maybe feels a little pang? Yeah. In the heart.
0: He talks about how he is, um, he is a dead brother. He has no wife, no kids, no friends. If he died, Cinnabon would just have another manager, um, arrive in and nobody would be, life would just go on, nobody would miss him. Yeah,
1: no, I felt this was a, more like the scene in the insurance office when he, uh, oh, he yes, big slob story about Chuck.
0: <laughs> that was a great scene,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, so you don't think it was real emotion, on? um. It's possible, but nah. <laughs> Not know Jimmy's track record.
0: I know. We had that great emotional outburst in the insurance office at the end of the Bar Association hearing. Even Kim believed that Jimmy had become emotional about everything um, to remember at the end of season five. and Or is it the end of season... Yeah, it was, I think it was the end of season four, maybe? End of season five? I don't know. And mm-hmm. uh, and this scene too. Maybe, maybe you're right that it wasn't real emotion at all, that he was just
1: playing everybody even the yeah. audience
0: at whom has been played
1: <laughs> yeah that's right um yeah I mean, I mean i guess it's one of those tropes it's not that uncommon in the movies like it's a it's an actor playing an actor playing a part yes yeah or a, yeah. an actor playing a character who's playing a part you know for so sure that's what it's like you know jimmy's jimmy's acting but but uh, what's his face is acting as jimmy acting
0: yeah 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 um, anyway he, he makes a couple of comments about ghosts in this at the end of the scene too um, and yeah. so he said poof i'll be gone ghost um shadow. shadow nothing which of course is what happened to to jimmy mcgill um and better call yeah. Saul they just disappeared right. like shadows um is the same thing going to happen to gene here is he going to take off in search of kim you know what's going to happen who knows yeah
1: well, I mean, I think it's a positive sign here. And in the end, well, I'll mention it when we get to it, I guess. But let's continue for now. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny. Frank was funny in that scene because he uh, he at the, oh, at the end as well, when Jimmy gives his big sob story about his life. And Jimmy's like, do you ever feel so you feel that way sometimes? And, and, <laughs> and like, well, no, not me. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's happy go lucky, Frank, you know, got no problems in life. He's got oh, his wife, he's got his job. He's got his cinnamon buns. He's got yeah. his game. And that's all he needs for happiness. I know for sure.
0: <laughs> you could definitely feel how awkward that scene was for, yeah. for, for Hank. Hank did a really great job there. The actor that played Hank. And in Frank. a way, <laughs> is it Frank? Have I been calling him Hank the whole time? And he's Frank? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were calling him Frank. You've been you've been alternating. Sorry. That's really bad. It is It is like five o'clock in the morning here. That's what people have to understand. Well, we've also got Breaking Bad
1: in the head as well.
0: So, Frank, so Hank is... Oh, Hank is in right. Breaking Bad. That's even worse that Hank is a character in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um. Sorry, where did I get to? <laughs> um, you, Frank... could, you could almost feel Frank's awkwardness. And in a way, if this is oh, time-pointed, yeah. like Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad kind of joined together in the late... Was, would it have been in the late 80s or mid-90s? Mid-90s would have been Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad? The time period that um, they're set in?
1: No, it's in the zeros. It's around it's um, the noughties, the early noughties. I think so. Or even the late noughties yeah. by the time we get to Jimmy in
0: uh, Omaha. So 10, 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. In a way, if if somebody had experienced that kind of mental health crisis in just a totally random environment, it would feel quite awkward back then. Oh, yeah. I think today, if it was to happen, it might happen slightly differently. Maybe there would be yeah. a bit more compassion from um, from Frank, um, and not, yeah. Hank, um, but yeah. So it was interesting to to kind of see that awkwardness because I think today that might be quite unusual, but maybe maybe not. I don't know. Um, yeah. But you almost got the sense I that agree. that was it's just awkward enough that if um they were to never see each other again, that that Frank might be a bit relieved not to cross cross paths with, Jama- with yeah. Jamaica, and you know because it was That's a bit right. awkward. Um, yeah. But anyway, so we then rejoin. We leave the security office, don't we? Jimmy leaves, and he has this moment of sheer relief outside where he hides in an area that can't be seen by the cameras, and he right. he has a moment of sheer relief. And we join the lady opening the store the next day. Um, and I yes. learn that they're pretty much getting away with it.
1: Yeah, Kathy jangles her keys as she opens up the store. Yeah. And... Yeah. uh Jeff is who's been hiding in the washroom all night. One thinks somewhere. Yes, he has. That's um, right. Slinks out through a door and uh, into the store and blends in like an ordinary customer. Yeah. Um. Uh, then we, we get flash we... over to the garage where they're unpacking their winnings.
0: Yeah, that's right. So just in the end, where um Jeffy is offered some help by one of the assistants, we see, or actually, he's offered help by the store manager. And we see um, behind her, somebody comes up and lets her know that there's a delivery guy there to pick up the giant box that's been left, which is full of their loot. And off it goes to their house. And they've got this huge hall, which Jeffy and his counterpart are very, very excited by. So they're going through looking at all the merchandise that they've stolen. And um, Jimmy bursts their bubble and tells them how this is the last time it's ever going to happen and really lays it out about what the crimes are that they've committed and how much trouble they could all be in.
1: Yeah, and they take these. Uh, they they first of all take these two dresses out of the sparkly sequin dresses out of the yeah. uh, box, and they say "Ooh la la," <laughs> because obviously this is what criminals say in the early 90s. <laughs> and um, but anyway, this is the other Back to the Future throwback. I don't know if you remember, but in Back to the Future Part Two, yeah, the magazine "Ooh la la." Um Biff gets caught with Ulala and he gets taken up to Strickland's office. Yeah. And then somehow the almanac gets swapped out for Ulala.
0: You <laughs> don't remember that at I'm all. He's like, oolala,
1: Ooh oolala. <laughs> <laughs> funny funny. moment. You know, I know those movies like the back of my hand, I'm telling you. Uh,
0: was Back to the so... Future on our list for the eighties movies your kids can't miss? I
1: think it was. Yeah. was oh,
0: that a coming of age movie? Did we decide that was Oh, a coming that's of coming of age? of age. That's coming yeah. of age. That'll Shit. be season two. I Gina mean, is it coming two. of age? Kind of. I think like he's a teenager in it, and he almost yeah. looks up with his mum. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> coming of age. Maybe. Um, where did we get to? So they're excited about the whole Jimmy burst their bubble, and and really lays it out for them that if anything happens now, if any of them try to shop them, that they're all going to go down together for this crime, and because. Um, they rented the car that they used or the truck that they used across state lines that um, it would be a felony instead of just a, a state crime I don't know, what's the other name for crimes in the states, just felonies and misdemeanors uh, or I don't know misdemeanors, I don't know um, so it's a much more serious crime because they cross the state line. It becomes a, no a federal crime. It's a federal, federal crime. Ooh, a federal crime. Yes. So the the potential for sentencing and stuff is much worse. Just to make it clear that if um if any of them tries to out Gene Gene as Jimmy McGill or anything, <laughs> that they're all in this together now. So that's right. Um, which was the goal was to to deal with this issue. So he'd been spotted by Jeffy a couple of. Um, a few episodes ago or a couple of months ago in the timeline I guess and um, he was originally going to um, get a new identity and take off and start all over again and then decided that he would take care of Jeffy himself and uh, this is how he's done it.
1: Right, yep.
0: Um, and then we get uh, to see Marion again so Marion um, as Marion realizes Jimmy's in the garage invites him in for a cup of coffee and um to wash up and they have a little moment where she's talking about jeffy and how he fell in with a bad crowd at albuquerque and has been much better now that jimmy is influencing him or whatever Again, yeah it's just it seemed a bit <laughs> odd it um, is it's
1: all very old timey you know the whole thing is so old timey it's like oh we fell in with a bad crowd and <laughs> and he's a good boy and then when she comes to the guy she says don't fix me jeffy you know the la -la for the dresses and jeff's tacky sweaters and yeah yeah funny um
0: and yeah (laughs) she he uh he she asked about his dog zippy he's thrown for a little minute um and then said that he was fine safe and sound and i think the comment he made And was after all that a happy ending or something? I don't know. Maybe I wrote that down. Maybe I wrote that down. Maybe he didn't say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then we joined Cinnabon. So Cinnabon is where we close out the episode.
1: Yeah. um, Um,
0: It's the happiest we've ever seen Gene in Omaha. (laughs) Yeah, a real
1: smile for a change from Jimmy. I know.
0: I know. Um, He's so happy that he gets lost in his work preparing the cinnamon buns and has to be reminded to go to lunch.
1: Right, that's it. Yeah. So while he's out on lunch, um, he, stro- he decides to stroll around the department store. Yeah. Um, um, just to get some presumably some pleasure out of the experience. Yeah,
0: that's it. He's looking what at shirts and suits, and he picks up yeah. a a light tie and a a bright shirt combo, and holds it up and looks at himself in the mirror. Um, and then puts it back on the rack and walks out. You just wonder, like. Jimmy has almost been like an addict to scams. They've been a huge part of his whole life. Um, he's always been running scams on people and and everything else. I just wonder if he will be able to resist doing it all over again now that he's been so successful with this one that he successfully well, I think that, pulled it off on his own.
1: Well, I think what we kind of saw was um, he he's picked up the shirt and tie and looked at it. And the whole thing with, with uh, Jeff was about the fact that he made him do better calls. He made him do Saul yes and get him to do Saul Goodman and yeah. this was sort of about Jimmy saying okay no Saul Goodman's dead there's no Saul Goodman I see he, he picks up the shirt and tie and he looks at it and he thinks for a second hmm and then he's like Nope. and he puts it down and walks away and it's like mm,
0: and now I think really he's, he's
1: Gene Takovic but his last little flirtation there was more like the Jimmy McGill he put on the ring you know it's like yeah. he's gone back to being slipping Jimmy And that's yes, okay. And that made him happy. I think the thought of that, that he, uh,
0: yeah, that's right. So it's almost like, um, we didn't get Saul Goodman again, we got a a kind of emerging of Slipping Jimmy with Gene Takovic.
1: Yeah, that's right. And
0: reinvention reinvention of Gene Takovic. So it isn't that he's going back to Jimmy McGill and that's why he's rejecting like the bright, audacious colors of the loud shirt and the loud tie. Um, but we are, we do get a slipping back into to, to Slipping
1: Jimmy, which is, of course, um, Jimmy's real persona. Yeah, I think, you know, they should do a kind of Star Wars thing. It's like Star Wars crossed with Dennis the Menace. You know the way in Dennis the Menace he lives next door to this old geezer called, <laughs> I think his name's Wilson and he Mr. drives Wilson. him crazy. With- yeah. yeah. I think that you do this thing where like Gene moves to a city and there's this rambunctious little boy next door. <laughs> and he becomes like his Padawan learner and oh he teaches him how God. to do scams and shit.
0: <laughs> Another spin-off. Yeah. That would be really good. That would it be would really be. funny. It would be. That would be really funny. Of course, Slipping Jimmy is the true, that's Jimmy and his true self. So we had Jimmy oh. who Slipping Jimmy, who then transformed into James McGill and tried to be a lawyer, and then he transformed again into Saul Goodman, and then again into Gene Takovich. So, right. but Slipping Jimmy has always been his true he's, self.
1: Yeah, he's like the core. Yeah, the core. Yeah, of the personality. The of Interesting. Yeah, we um, wondered about what his core was the entire time. So I guess this is it. It's Slipping Jimmy, um, yeah. and that's
0: where we leave it with him smiling at Cinnabon as he walks out of the and as he walks out of the department store. Is that the last that we're going to see of Gene Takovic?
1: So this again you, you I got a we get a two seconds at the end that you don't seem to get.
0: Oh my god we don't get it on Netflix.
1: <laughs> what is it that you get? Well basically um, a car we get a shot from way up in the sky looking down on a crossroads in the desert seemingly. In black and white or in colour? Black and white. <gasps> okay. And the car pulls up to the crossroads and then we hear this voice. It's a it's, uh, Jimmy, I think he says, uh, well, I know it's him before you know it, you forget all about it. He says something, sh- something I'll trust me before, you know, it, you forget all about it. Um, something, I don't know. Is that and the rest
0: of the quote? Is that part of the
1: quote? Might be. And then, well, no, that's most of the line. And then uh, a woman's voice says, OK. Oh, okay. and then either he or the woman whispers go.
0: Oh, my God. And that's it.
1: That's all we get.
0: (laughs) But you don't see him, you just hear the voice. Yeah. Well, it's in black and white. So that hints that it's Gene Tagovich and not a a present day moment.
1: Yeah. You see, what I I, I just couldn't grasp how they were going to go back. But as we were talking there, I thought maybe Jesse's still alive. Is Jesse still alive after? um, Yeah. Like, what about? I have never, isn't it terrible? I've never watched El Camino.
0: El Camino, yes.
1: If Jesse's still alive, then in theory, Jesse can come into this timeline.
0: Oh, that's or right. Yeah. Walter
1: can't because he's dead. That's right. But Jesse can. And yes. Jim potentially could as well. Although we sort of feel like that might be over with, apart from my Casablanca theory. Um, but That's so interesting. So actually,
0: this is us arriving in Gene's timeline. And we're never yeah. going to go back to the James McGill Better Call Saul timeline. Right. That that's over. That's over. So we meet Jesse in a flash forward.
1: Possibly.
0: So you mean that the next two episodes could be fully in black and white and that's where we'll end the show.
1: I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it's all possible, isn't it? I mean, I felt like there was a sort of closure in this episode, but, you know, then to have to do two completely different things in the last two episodes just doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, Just trying yeah. to blend the two shows, like it would almost be like we were watching outtake scenes from Better Call Saul or from Breaking Bad. And and I don't think that would be especially cool.
0: No, I think you're right. It's it's always gonna be like it would always I think it would be very difficult for them to do that, to try to merge yeah. the two timelines together and to right. create these experiences or these meetings that supposedly happen in both, or maybe happen at different points in both, or whatever. But right um yeah, that's interesting though because they have hinted that Walt is coming back. So, how would that play out? Would that be as part of a?
1: Well, I'm not sure. I think it might flash to. I think it might be a flashback to an unseen encounter between Walt and Jimmy. Yeah, or Walt and uh, Jesse.
0: Yes. Okay. Because yes. we have,
1: if Jesse does catch up with uh, Walt with uh, Jimmy, then it could. How does he get there? How does he find out where Jimmy is? There yeah. might need to be a missing piece, because I read on the wiki that, um I, re- I mean, I watched the show, obviously, but it was a long time ago. But Jimmy and 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 uh, Walt were initially supposed to flee together or separately, but from the same point in the show.
0: Yeah. okay um,
1: From the vacuum man. Right. Yeah. Robert Forster's vacuum man. But somehow that so so Walter knew that Jimmy had been in touch with the vacuum man and was being relocated yes okay but what did jesse know yes that's right and if yeah. jesse catches up with wald how does he find out where he is jimmy yeah see so or with jimmy yeah so yeah so i don't know but then probably not
0: probably I, not probably
1: nothing like that did you recognize <laughs> the
0: lady's voice you didn't recognize the lady's voice the female it voice? could have
1: been kim it was hard yeah. to tell oh it's so good
0: I can't believe you get these little snippets that we don't get (laughs) so bad. That's terrible.
1: But then you're doing a podcast with me. So you get to find out. (laughs) It's not too bad.
0: And all the listeners do as well. All the Brits. in the UK. And all over the world. We've got listeners from all over the world. It's totally amazing. I think I counted 39 countries. We've got listeners from 39 countries around the world. Isn't that totally insane? Yeah.
1: That's insane.
0: I know um and if you do feel like supporting the show listeners you can buy us a coffee <laughs> because we're totally
1: independent and ad free yeah totally i mean just imagine you met us you would totally buy us a coffee yeah in real life Without hesitation. i'd buy you know, me a coffee i would i i'd be like you'd be like should we go for coffee i'm like sure and then we go for coffee and then i'd offer to pay and you'd be like no no i got this <laughs> i'm like well okay and you would pay for my coffee you would pay for my cinnamon bun oh no no way Oh yeah, you'd you pay me. You don't you pay ten bucks. <laughs> uh, just pretend that really happened. And I... and give us the ten bucks. No, you don't
0: have to do that.
1: Ah, uh, you would though.
0: Um <laughs> yeah. So impressions were we're three episodes to go. Um again. At the time I watched it, I was a bit underwhelmed, but now that we've talked about it, I feel a wee bit more excited.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I find, I find that a lot with the show, though. I find it all, we're, all I'm, we're always doing two watches. Yeah. And I always find that I get more out on the second watch. Yeah. Um, there For have sure. been a few, there have been a few episodes, well, several, especially in the early part of the series where everything was very new. And the first watch was enough to get full satisfaction out of it, you know, like yeah. the Kettleman's and all the rest of it. It was just yeah, very fun. And Mike and Jimmy and the way of their there. antics, you know, and for sure. And, but then as the show went on and it got more somber, and then later in the series, and it was all, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And yeah. it did. It, I started to get more out of the show on the second watch than I would did on the first watch. And then yeah. now I felt it's just, it was the same with this episode. You have to do that second watch, otherwise. You're you left thinking, of stuff. what, is, what this? is this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Funny. Um, great stuff. Is there anything else you want to mention about this episode?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. There wasn't as much to talk about for sure, but it was still, it was fine, I guess. It was fine.
1: Yeah. Um, I wonder, we- I think, I'm not sure if there are going to be 13 or 12 episodes. 13. That's what, I, that's what I was quickly trying to confirm, but I haven't been able to.
0: It's on Netflix. The next three episodes are up on Netflix. Oh, ready, okay. You can't watch them. They're just oh, they're right. there, kind of as teasers to say these episodes are coming with dates. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. So yeah, there's okay, three, good. there's three more. Good. Yeah. No, I've got nothing else to say. It was great. Good. Super
0: thanks so much for tuning in listeners we hope you got something out of this episode it was a wee bit ropey at times i've got covid and it's very early in the morning so forgive the forgive the hank frank and whoever uh, else said <laughs> we did
1: a great job as per usual let's face it they're, they're not gonna find a better podcast other than this call
0: come on you've got such a huge ego <laughs> <laughs> um don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you are hit that thumbs up um write us a review if you can. I don't know how all that works on my podcast apps. I can't write reviews, but apparently in some you can. Um, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. Simon, as you know, sells for three stars or above. <laughs> four.
1: Well, I mean I'd like a four, but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, get in touch, let us know what you think. Rewind at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Rewind. And check out our new website at shutup.world.
1: Yeah. Um, if always, you had visited, if you'd visited the website for that rewind show, you'll find it's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a new logo on Just top. The new logo.
0: <laughs> but the logo's Don't awesome. tell anyone. <laughs> I love the logo. I think the logo is great.
1: Yeah. Jamie designed the logo, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah. Thanks again and have a great week. Bye. Bye.